Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Let's go. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who dat? And welcome back to the Keanu Chronicles podcast. I'm your host as always, Brendan Earl. Today, I'm here alone. I'll be previewing the Saints-Patriots game that's going to be happening this Sunday, uh, Central Time, around noon in New England. A bounce-back game for the Saints. This will be their last potential week on the road. Uh, and hopefully after this game, they'll return home to New Orleans and get back situated with their facility, with their homes, and of course in the Superdome. And this is going to be a really big game for the Saints. I mean, it, it was always going to be a big game, but it just got a little bit bigger just because of the circumstances of the season. I mean, you dropped last week. You, of course, didn't want to do that. Uh, with with the situation they had, it was understandable. Losing lots of coaches, eight coaches. You're down some players. You're down some players in IR. Uh, the communication, of course, wasn't there. Uh, you're traveling in TCU every week. And they have necess- you don't necessarily have a negative part about being at TCU but you're not at home it's not your normal schedule um, and so on and so forth just just caught up to him in that week and that just makes this week so much more important just because you want to bounce back from that and the main thing about bouncing back from a game like that is getting back the pieces that you're missing now to start off with the coaches uh, they'll be getting some coaches back still not sure how many or if any will be held out of this game. But uh, as of today, Thursday, uh, Saints running back coach Joel Thomas, a wide receiver coach Curtis Johnson, uh, OA Jim Chaney, uh, special team coordinator Phil Gallino returned all to practice today, which is very good uh, for the team. You just want to have your coaches that you're used to back in. I think all of them will meet the 10-day window. I believe it's only a 10-day window if you're vaccinated to return to the team. So I think they'll end up getting all those guys back, which is great. You want to have uh, everyone back. And they obviously got the O-line coach back before the game too. So only good things there for the coaching staff. And the next domino of the fall would have been the injury report because the Saints were super injured last week. We all have seen the graphic of all the players they were missing. 
that that was a tough graphic and it really was part of the reason why they lost that game now for the Saints side of the injury report it looks pretty positive I mean it's as positive as you could possibly get uh, obviously uh, Eric McCoy with that calf injury he still did not practice uh, we did not expect him to practice this week um, on the limited side of things, Marshawn Lattimore with that thumb injury, he was limited Wednesday and Thursday. So just good things for him. Didn't really expect him to be full. It didn't really expect him to be not participating at all. So that makes sense there for Marshawn. Hopefully he can go with that thumb injury. Uh, Calvin Throckmorton, who stepped in at right guard uh, to fill in for Cesar Ruiz, he, he's done a really good job. I thought he did pretty good in the Carolina game. Uh, didn't really miss any key blocks, just was a communication thing all around for everyone. Um, he was limited Wednesday and Thursday. We'll see if he's good to go or not. He had a knee injury, so pretty common for offensive linemen to have knee injuries. Uh, Peyton Turner, who stood out big time. Uh, I don't know why the Saints and de- defensive ends they draft in the first round have elbow injuries, but he has an elbow injury. He was limited uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Hopefully he can go with that injury. I would like to see him return and uh, see if he can build off of last week and get better uh, in terms of just getting into the field of the game. I mean, last week was his debut, and he started off pretty rough, but he ended really, really well, and I was really excited about how he played. The All-22, if you go back and watch it, it's really good stuff. I mean, there's lots of things on there that he did well that won't even appear on the stat sheet, so uh, good stuff from Peyton Turner. I really hope he can go this weekend. Uh, Hopefully, he can get Davenport soon back as well. I want to see those three DNs all work together, Uh, but staying at the defense end position, if he can't go, uh, they'll be good because of they'll have Tanya Passanio back. He was full participant Wednesday and Thursday. He missed uh, last week with a calf injury, so he should be good to go unless anything uh, flares up or gets worse. He should be good to go. Uh, good for Tanya because he looked really, really good in week one. I was really happy to see his progression over the course of his career. Um, a big one here, CJ Garner-Johnson. He was uh, limited Wednesday with a knee injury, obviously missed last week. He On Thursday, he was a full participant. Love to see that. That made me so happy. Uh, obviously, it was a huge reason why the Saints struggle. Saints defense struggled, particularly with CJ out. Uh, he's such a key piece of that defense, and getting a cornerback is a cornerback back is huge. Um, staying in that position group, PJ Williams, uh, he had a back injury. He was limited Wednesday and was a full participant this Thursday. So good things for PJ. He he will probably be back. And one of the best things I've seen on this injury report is Pete Warner, our second-round pick, hasn't really practiced a ton at all, really, this whole year. Uh, didn't participate a ton in training camp. He had an injury, uh, that hamstring injury. He was limited Wednesday, and he was a full participant Thursday. So it looks like he'll be on track to go, which is great news because the Saints, Steve, uh, the Saints linebackers in particular struggled last week. And I would really like to see how Pete Warner can step in. Hopefully as a debut like Peyton Turner did and stands out really well. And um, just really happy to see Pete Warner finally get on the field. I know I'm not the only one that would like to see that. I know all Saints fans would love to see Pete Warner next to DeMar Davis. And hopefully he can stand out and play well with Quan Alexander being on the sidelines. And once Quan gets back, can you have a really good linebacker room? Obviously, Bond had his struggles last week. But now you're getting Pete Warner back. For the Patriots side of things, their injury report is mostly pretty clean. Uh, their tackle, Trent Brown, uh, he was limited Wednesday and Thursday with a calf injury. Damian Harris, the running back, was limited Wednesday and Thursday with a finger injury. And Matt Judon, their star edge rusher, missed Wednesday but returned Thursday. He was on a limited basis. 
and Calvin Miller was a full participant in both practices. So for the Patriots, they're pretty clean. Um, they're favored by three and a half as it stands right now in this game. Uh, I can understand after the performance last week the Saints had uh, that why they'd be favored, especially being at home and how Mac Jones has looked over these past two weeks. He's looked pretty good, hasn't turned the ball over, and that's been the main talk of this week, how good New England is when they don't turn the ball over, when they don't or when they win the turnover margin just in general. They are phenomenal. They don't lose a ton. They don't lose at all at home. Uh, part of the reason is because they've had Tom Brady for almost two decades. So naturally, you're going to win the turnover margin a lot, and you're going to be winning a lot of games. Now, Mac Jones isn't Tom Brady, but he's Mac Jones. And he's looked pretty good in these past two weeks. He's definitely not going to be someone the Saints look over. The Saints were super high on Mac Jones. I mean, it's came out a little bit more this week that the Saints were, uh, they had their eye on Mac Jones. I mean, he's one of those quarterbacks that Sean Payton liked. And when Sean Payton likes a quarterback, they always turn out being good. Pat Mahomes in particular. Now, we'll kind of see how the defense decides to play him. But the thing that stands out about New England's offense is it, it's kind of like ours in a way. There aren't a superstar caliber receiver going to be on that field for the for the Patriots. They have Nikhil Harry, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, uh, guys like that who are, are really, really solid players. And obviously the Saints saw Michael Thomas and uh, the Patriots have Damian Harris, of course, who is a has turned into a pretty good little back. But what the Patriots do well is they're well coached, obviously, and they don't make a ton of mistakes. And that'll be one of my big keys to win this game is I want to see a step forward from this offense. Obviously, week one was phenomenal. Everything went their way. Offense was great. Uh, but they didn't get to run a ton of plays. I mean, Jameis Winston has only thrown for 260 yards this season. Uh, and that's two weeks. And so you divide that up, that's 130 a game. Not a ton of yards in those games. Obviously, for a guy like Jameis Winston, who's used to slinging it, I mean, that's okay. Uh, you'd like to see more production out of maybe Alvin Kamara, who only has 88 yards rushing on the season. So I'd like to see a step forward just from the offense in general, uh, and I, I think they will. I think, obviously, from last week to this week, it can't get much worse than it was. It, I mean, they set record lows at everything. And I know, I know for a fact, Sean Payton will not let that offensive line uh, be as bad as it was last week in terms of communication. Now, if you're questioning Jameis, if you're questioning the talent of this team, go back and watch 2006. Go back and watch. Go watch the first two games of Drew Brees' tenure with the Saints. They were rough. I mean, rocky, up and down, just whole team in general, him and even himself. Obviously, in that first two weeks, they did not have a 38-3 game. But they did have their ups and downs with that Cleveland Browns game. Now, I'm just gonna, I'm just saying, give Jameis and Sean Payton time. I, I've seen people who have completely wrote off Jameis Winston. I've seen people... Uh, back him up and whatnot, but go back and watch that game. It really is too early to tell if Jameis Winston is going to be the future guy or not. It's only week two. There's no need to overreact. There's no there's no need to predict the future. All we need to worry about is this week going into New England. Can Jameis Winston lead this team to a victory? Can they stay on par with the NFC South, which looks like it's going to be good once again. Everyone besides the Panther or the Falcons, of course, uh, are going to be a talented team and. I don't know what's going on with Atlanta, but who cares? So the main thing about this game is I just want to see the Saints take a step forward in the right direction. 
if they come out and they look better than last week, that's great. If they have a shot to win this game, that's awesome. It's kind of too early to guess what the Patriots are looking like, too. I mean, they've looked pretty good in the, in the past two weeks. They're one and one like the Saints are. They've had a good game. They've had a bad game. Kind of like the Saints. It, it's too early to tell if this Patriots team is going to be really good, really bad, or just mediocre. It's too early to tell all around the league. So I just want to see progression from everyone. I want to see Peyton Turner take a step forward. I want to see Pete Warner come in, start, uh, hopefully have a good debut. I want to see Kamara continue to get better in this offense, in this year particularly. And, of course, Jameis, I want to see more from him. And a guy I'm mainly looking out for is Marquez Callaway. Now, J.C. Jackson for the Patriots is a very, very talented corner. He's had tons of success uh, getting his hands on the football. But they'll be without Stephon Gilmore, which is maybe one of the best cornerbacks in football. Uh, we knew this going in, so obviously Michael Thomas, Stephon Gilmore will not happen. Now the matchup turns to Callaway, J.C. Jackson, which will be that marquee matchup. Um for him can Callaway take that step forward because in preseason all we saw from Callaway was big big things and we thought he was going to come in and just blow the season out of the water and it hasn't started like that it's been a slow start for him even in that Green Bay game only having one catch and uh, we really thought we were going to see a lot more from him and we haven't yet which is okay now besides Callaway and JC Jackson I think offensively it's a really good matchup for them uh, Donta Hightower sp- spoke very highly of Alvin Kamara and how good he is. But I think with that secondary, uh, a little bit of a younger secondary, I think Jameis uh, could have success with against them. Uh, obviously, they brought in Kenny Stills. We'll see if they elevate him. Uh, Deontay Harris has been very good so far. In that Carolina game especially, um, he had two or three times where he had touchdowns easily, but just there was not time for Jameis to get the ball down on the field. So if there's time, if the offensive line's better, I think there's no reason the Saints shouldn't win this game. Now, I could be completely wrong. The Patriots could come out and have a better game plan and everything. But player to player, I think the Saints are a little bit better. Now, I'm looking at each position here. I think the Saints honestly are better at most, if not all, at this moment. But the main thing here is the Saints are a little bit thinner than the Patriots. Obviously, they don't have uh, half their roster on IR like the like the Ravens do. But like we talked about last week, no one cares if who who's out. I mean, they don't televise that unless you're missing a bunch of guys like they did last week. No one cares if you're missing Marshall Lattimore, Quan Alexander, or Marcus Davenport. That doesn't change the fact that you should be winning the game or losing the game. Uh, obviously, Baltimore... W- came on to Sunday Night Football with 15 guys in R and they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. And everyone was super impressed. And that's how it should be. That's how it really should be. No one cares if you lose it and you're having lots of pe- people missing. That's not a good excuse. I mean, you step up, you should have guys that should step in and play well in their replacement because that's why they're on the team. So to wrap it up, I have a score prediction. I'm going to guess the, this game gets a little bit... Uh, high scoring. I say the Saints score 31 points. I say they recover from uh, their woes last week and they figure it out. And I say the Patriots score 21. I say the Saints win this game uh, by 10 points. And my bold prediction this week, I said the Saints would win by 10 points. And I feel strongly about that. I think they can. If they play their best football, there's no reason they shouldn't. Because this is a really good team. And obviously we saw week one. They blew the Packers out of the water. 
And then the Packers this week destroyed the Lions. I mean, it started out kind of slow for them, and they had to figure their things out a little bit. But at the end of the day, they took care of business, and both Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers had four touchdowns, uh, respectively. So that team's not a bad football team either. So if they play like they did week one, there's no reason they should lose this game. Uh, Saints haven't had particularly a ton of success in New England, which can scare me because I mean, that, stuff's, that stuff's real. I mean, whether Tom Brady was there or not, it's real. Uh, obviously, the last time we played them was that heartbreak last-second touchdown by Brady in the back of the end zone. So hopefully, we end this weekend on a high note, and me, Nate, and Chris will catch you guys after this game on Sunday. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Again, I'm Brendan Earl. You can find me on Twitter, at Brendan Earl, and I'll see y'all post-game on Sunday. Who that? Let's go. We on a road. The next stop, the Super Bowl. Hell yeah, you know we on. We built to do this all night long. Who that? Who that say they gon' beat them Saints? They a lie. They can try, but in the don't we know they?